Hey there, just a quick reminder, we have a mentorship program if you're looking for personalized coaching and mentorship to help guide you to the next level of your interior design business, whatever that might look like for you, whether it's processes and procedures or what services to offer to how to incorporate wellness, intention, or spirituality into your projects, come join us over at designcoven.com forward slash join. Or if you're just in search to connect with other like-minded interior designers, you can join our free community also located at designcoven.com forward slash joy. You're listening to the Holistic Interior Design Podcast. This is a podcast that guides you as a new or inspiring independent interior designer navigating your entrepreneurial path. Here with my over 20 years experience, I will share my holistic approach to design with intention and ancient practices, including feng shui, all incorporating mind, body, and spirit into my design projects. You will also learn from seasoned interior designers as they give strategies and insight of how they built their businesses and continue to work in the field. Together, we will discover supportive trade partners, new ideas, creatives, and inspiring artists from around the world. I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford. Welcome to the Holistic Interior Design Podcast. Today, we are talking all about design logistics, um, unveiling the differences between freight, shipping, white glove, curbside, all those things. As an interior designer, you need to know the difference between all of these. This is going to set you apart from an amateur designer to an official designer. So before we get started, I'm gonna go ahead and light our candle, pull our card, setting space. Perfect. Today, our deck is the White Witch Tarot deck. And I'm gonna pull a card and see what we might need to know. Ah, we've got the Seven of Pentacles. This is all about assessment. Uh, assessing, uh, reviewing, taking a look at what's working, what's not working, doing a little bit of weed work, pulling out the things that aren't producing fruit, the things that are taking up our time, um, that kind of thing. So I encourage you to maybe take a look at some processes that you're going through with your design business and clean it up a little bit. Alrighty, so uh, today we are talking all about freight and shipping, delivery, all that good stuff. I was with a client, another designer, and um, this came up and I realized, oh my goodness, we never really uh, had an episode on the podcast talking about this issue of logistics, uh, which is extremely important. It's also very important to share the differences with your client so that they are aware and know what to expect when they're being charged for freight or shipping or delivery and all of that and what it all really means. Um, the last thing you want to do is be a designer and then you schedule a curbside delivery, expecting assembly and this beautiful sofa being put into the home and yet to find out that uh, sofa's in a box, it's not assembled properly and your client's freaking out. So these are just mistakes to avoid. So the first one is shipping and shipping could be FedEx, UPS, United States Post Office, or it could be, you know, a shipping bid from the manufacturer, like Amazon has their trucks versus going FedEx or that kind of thing. So basically with shipping, 
It's coming from the manufacturer straight to the client. The client receives the package, they'll unpack it, they'll open it, they'll assemble it if it needs to be, and then they place it into their home. Usually, if something needs to be shipped like this, it's usually a small item. And I've had mirrors shipped and I typically will have it shipped to me so that I can open it, take a look at it, make sure there's no damage. If there's a claim that needs to be made, I can go ahead and process that claim. I usually do not have it shipped directly to the client or it can go to a receiver. So if something is small, it can be shipped to a receiver or a warehouse and then they can take it from there, which will go into what the receiver warehouse does here in a little bit. And with shipping, I will charge my client the fee of shipping. I don't mark it up. I just give it to them directly. There's no such thing as free shipping. Somebody has to pay for it. Sometimes the vendor will offer to um, not charge you for, for shipping and that technically could be free, but um, it's really slippery slope when you start to get free shipping on one thing and then not something on another. So you just have to be careful on how you're gonna address that within your design business. So if your vendor is giving you a special deal, that's something that you might wanna just receive as you know a bonus and then still charge the client for shipping so that it doesn't skew everything else and then you have a common procedure happening with your clients the next word is freight and this is from the manufacturer to a warehouse or a receiver so it's the cost of that transfer and there could be air freight if it's coming from europe to the united states or another country um, the fastest way is going to be by air and that could be a one day, two day air freight. Um, and they will give you a quote for that, it's the most expensive. Another way that something might come is by boat. And if it's coming from Europe to the US, if you're on the West Coast, it'll come in through the Long Beach port. Um, and usually it's on the boat for about 28 days. And then it takes about a week to unload the container, goes through customs, one to two weeks, goes through customs. If customs clears it, then it will get put on a truck and to your warehouse or receiver. If it gets stuck in customs, that means they're doing a lot more research or taking a look into it. And it could be stuck in customs for a few more weeks um, to a month, depending on what they're looking at or if something else got caught in that container, it can take extra time. And then what you'll want to do is let them know that where it's going to go. So which warehouse or which receiver you are going to use. Sometimes the showroom that you purchased the products from, say Tile, will already have a receiver or a warehouse and they handle the logistics of it coming off of the boat through customs and then the truck to their warehouse. And then they'll hold it at their warehouse until your general contractor goes to pick it up. And the GC might charge for that fee to go pick it up. So you just have to work that out with your general contract. That's that's what I do with, with Tile and my um, vendor that I use. They have their own warehouse where they'll store the Tile until they're ready. And then my GC will go pick it up and have it installed. With freight, the charge could be anywhere from 12 to 20%. Usually I'll know the freight charge up front. So with that, I will put it as a line item in my bid or in my invoice stating the charge of freight. And again, I don't charge, I don't mark it up. I just transfer that freight charge directly to the client. Every designer is different. You can do whatever works for you. If you don't want to have a separate line item for freight and explain what freight is to your client, you can always hide that charge within the cost of the product. 
So let's say the product costs $1,000, the freight fee is $250, and you're marking up you know, the product two times to your clients. So instead of $1,000, you're charging them $2,000, and you don't charge them freight, so then that $250 is just kind of in your profit. You can do it that way too. So you just kind of have to figure out how you want to bill and process your orders. I like to just have it cut out because then it doesn't inflate the cost of my product. So my product is, you know, whatever it is, $1,800, freight is $250. It's really clean. It's really clear. The client sees it. I tell them ahead of time what freight is, what shipping is, so that they're not kind of questioning, you know, what is this extra $200 for deal charge? They already know where it comes from. And then from your warehouse, so you're going to have the warehouse or receiver hold these items. So if it's not like tile where GC is going to come and pick it up and go install, if it's like furniture, what I do is um, I have the receiver do a white glove delivery. So what happens with that is the receiver warehouse will receive the product, sometimes a trade only manufacturer will only ship it to a warehouse or a receiver that has a lift gate, a forklift, the whole thing. They will not ship it or do freight directly to a client. A lot of times that's not um, part of the process. So you do need to figure out who is going to be receiving your products. And a lot of times they will hold the entire, say, living room or um, storage fee. And then they'll do one day install versus like dropping stuff off doing small little deliveries, it'll also save you um, all those little charges. So they receive it, they open it up, they check for any damage. If there is damage, they will call you and send you photos so that you can place the claim with the manufacturer. A lot of times you only have like 24 hours to place a damage report. So as soon as that comes in, it comes in through email. I will then forward it to my rep, let them know that the lamp came in damaged. Here's the photos. Here's the photos of the box that came in so that they can do their investigation. And then usually they'll just send out, you know, the bottom piece of the lamp or the piece that's broken or a part that's broken. Or if there's, you know, a rip in the leather on the sofa, they might pay for a repair person to come out and repair that. And they'll do all of that behind the scenes. Um, so they're your set of eyes, your set of ears to like look out. And then they also do the assembly, they'll wrap it back up. And then when you're ready, they'll bring it to the house. So white gloves, they're going to be wearing white gloves. They're going to come into the house. They will move any furniture that needs to be moved. So if you're putting down a rug, they'll move like the coffee table, they'll move the sofas, they'll place the rug, and then they'll put the furniture back. And they're taking away any debris, any trash, any recycled materials so that your client isn't dealt with debris afterward. That's so really clean. The client doesn't have to do anything. I meet with all of my white glove people, my delivery people. I want to be on site when all this stuff is being delivered. The last thing you want is to have things delivered, not be there. The client's there. They're inspecting everything. They're freaking out. A lot of times you can resolve a lot of issues prior to the client seeing it. If the client's not there, and that's even better so that you can really smooth everything out, make sure everything looks great. It's in its perfect spot. Um, the last thing you want to do is have the delivery company come in, set something in the wrong spot, the client freaks out, could be a, turn into a whole sort of mess. So you want to be there. The other way of delivering is curbside, and that's literally dropping off the product on the curbside. They're not going to take the product into the house. They're not going to unpack it. They're not going to take away any debris. They're not going to assemble anything. 
So when you're scheduling delivery, you really want to make sure that you're clean and clear about what kind of delivery this is happening. Is it curbside? Is it white glove? Like what does all that entail? So you really want to be educated on the kind of delivery that you are providing. You want to make sure that you're charging for free, not thinking that, oh, that freight charge is delivery charge. And now you have to go back to the client because now you're doing a white glove delivery. Um, so just be really clear about, you know, where it's going, how it's being delivered, what's the process with your company. And then usually you're going to get a price before. And in order to get a price, your white glove delivery company is going to ask you for dimensions, the weight, is it going upstairs? Is it hard to get into a space? That's the other thing too, is you want to kind of walk through the space, make sure that this giant sofa is going to be able to come in through the front door. If you're going out those sort of logistics as a designer, you need to know these sorts of things so that you can avoid horror stories later on. And then the last sort of term is the delivery and install. So like with Perch or with an appliance company, I will purchase the kitchen appliances. They will do a delivery and an install fee. So I like to have them do the installation because they will extend the warranty on the appliances and they guarantee the installation. So if somebody else is installing it and they don't install it properly and it messes up the dishwasher or they're not you know, connecting the dishwasher with the water and then there's water flooding into the house, there's all kinds of things that can happen wrong. So I try to make things super easy. If they offer delivery and installation, I take them up on it. And usually the GC is really excited about it too, because that's one less thing that they have to do to get the kitchen right. So I definitely recommend doing that. And then of course, like with Perch, they will hold the products until you're ready. So you're not having to pay a warehouse to receive it and hold the product, they'll hold it for you. So you want to also ask, those questions and you know how long will you hold it what will you charge do you charge a storage fee just getting all the nitty-gritty um, beforehand and being really proactive so that you can make a very good decision as far as how you're going to take this to the next level with your client educate your client on how delivery warehousing white glove works so that they can also be with you on the same team on the same page to get this executed so once again we have our shipping charge, which is typically from the manufacturer to the client. That's your typical FedEx, UPS, uh, USPS, all of that sort of thing. We have freight, which is the cost of delivering the goods from the manufacturer to a holding warehouse or a receiver. And then you have white glove delivery or curbside delivery, which is from the warehouse to the client's house. Um, so I hope that cleared up a lot of things for you. If there's any other questions, feel free to reach out to me. I really wanted to address this because this is just one of those things that you don't think about as a new designer until you're in the thick of it, you're in the weeds and you don't know how to get out and you don't know how to explain what is what to the client and it can get really scary. So yeah, I hope you enjoy your day and we will talk soon. Take care. You've been listening to the Holistic Interior Design Podcast. If it's one that you have been enjoying, please share with anyone else that you think can benefit from this knowledge and leave us a five-star review that helps us get seen and found by other new and aspiring interior designers. And if you're looking for mentorship, I invite you to join our club here at the Design Coven. It's a bridge between school and real life interior design. We get in much deeper there. We have virtual and in-person 
events. So everyone is welcome. You don't need to have a design degree to be part of it. Just an interest in holistic interior design. I also want to thank our editor, Marcy Ferry. And lastly, Kinseth Thibodeau, who is our music composer. Until next time, be well, and we will see each other soon.